It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the GoBirds podcast presented by Park Sportsbook and Casino. Elliot, I don't ever remember a less satisfying game, a brutal tie against the Bengals, playing for a tie at the end, <laughs> just a uh, a horrendous performance. Like I don't care that they tied, they were lucky to get a tie. They got outplayed. Honestly, the only reason it was a tie is because the Bengals are literally one of the worst teams in football, and... Man, we'll get into all of it, but Carson was terrible. Doug was terrible. The defense was better than last week. Had some big stops, but still, again, not playing against an offensive juggernaut. I just, uh, the way I felt in the, the fourth quarter of that game with, with seeing people tweet, you know, the season's on the line and all that, I was like, is it? It feels over already. No matter whether they win, lose, or tie today, this team is not good, Elliot. No, they're not. Um Man, I just I really don't know where to begin. Uh, that was probably the worst performance I've seen from the Eagles in my entire time covering them. Worse than wow. when they lost by 45 or whatever it was to uh, wow. The then Saints. that Saints game, you really think so? Yeah, wow, I think it's worse than that. I mean, this was such like uh, it this showed so much where this franchise is at right now. Like some days you just get beat, right? It is what it is. This was not like the Eagles playing po- playing poorly when they're a good team. This is who they are. This is who the Eagles are. Think about this. They have played Washington, 
and Cincinnati, and they don't have a win. And you said, you know, the only reason this game was close because the Bengals are one of the worst teams in the league. The Eagles might legitimately be the worst team in the league right now. Well, clearly, have- again, the Be- I said the Bengals are one of the worst teams in the league, and the Eagles couldn't beat them at home after being right. handed chance after chance after chance. They are absolutely one of the worst teams in the league right now. Yeah, and look, we'll get into the details of the game if, if you want to, I guess. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't there's know. not. We'll, we'll talk in bigger, broader strokes, right. I think, like— there is not many specific details. It'll come out when we talk about Wentz, when we talk about Doug, when we talk about everything. Um, I mean, this is definitely not a yeah. blow-by-blow type of game to break down. Obviously, some specific things I do want to talk to you about, Doug punting at the end and a few things like that. But just on the whole, like, you know, what are your thoughts right now at 0-2-1 heading into, like you said, the tougher part of the schedule? Like, I don't know. It just feels hard to to believe that. I, 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 you know me. I've been very big on the, oh, it's only the first month yeah. of the season. And all that. Like, it's hard to see this team being anything other than, you know, 6-9-1, you know, 5-10-1, 7-8-1, best case, maybe. Like, that's what they feel like. So, I was listening to uh, Go Birds Radio, which unfortunately could not be on this past Saturday, but I, I listened, and awesome job by you, as always. Oh, thanks, and buddy. My main takeaway from it, though, was Carson Wentz is clearly the main problem with this team. And I think that showed even more today. Like, and this isn't, it is a Carson Wentz take, but it's more so just a take of your franchise cannot function when you have a quarterback playing as poorly as Carson is. I understand Doug is making bad decisions. I understand how he has made bad decisions. But Carson is playing at such a level right now where you almost can't even adequately judge them like the the decision by Doug to not kick the field goal at the end that's obviously separate of Carson but watching Carson today he was so bad I I don't think you should bench Carson I mean it there's just too much going on there to bench Carson it's too complicated for all the reasons that we've talked about but if he was any other player right now he would not be playing if he didn't have that contract if he wasn't the quarterback he would not be playing. If it was Jason Peters of playing that that way for three weeks, they might even bench Jason Peters. We'll, we'll get not, to him, too. They might, right. That he might was, be a consideration also, too. He yeah, was abysmal. He looks, he looks like he might be hurt based off the end of that game. But or just I, done. Or just, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did look like he got hurt at the end, too. Of course, yeah. shocking. He could barely, barely walk off the field. Yeah. But it just, it can't be stated how bad Carson is playing right now. And, Honestly, I feel like I feel bad talking about it because I feel like I'm kicking a guy when he's down. Like it's it's obvious. And and the way I want to look at the Carson thing right now is not so much Carson. Like this is a structural problem that has failed Carson Wentz. The Eagles have failed Carson. Now, Carson also holds blame. He's not playing well. But you know what? All Carson can do is go out there. Right. I mean, like he, he he's rehabbed from his injuries. He's come back like they drafted Jalen Hurts and he was a good soldier about that. He's been pretty good, I would say, like publicly representing the franchise like Carson is who he is. He's not an accurate passer. Right. But the Eagles have to help Carson be the best version of himself. And right now it is clear that Doug does not trust Carson like no, Doug- blatantly. Doug and Carson are not a winning combination. They They're- are not on the same page. They're just not. They're not anywhere yeah. close to the same page. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the game, you saw that. And it's not just so much overtime, but even in the second half, like, what are we doing here? Why are you running so many screen, like, bubble screens to Greg Ward? Like, and you like, 
you're giving it to Zach Ertz on third and nine. He's catching it behind the line of scrimmage. Zach Ertz is a great player. I think we would all agree Zach's biggest strength is not after the catch. Like, these play calls, this is what the game you would call if, like, you, know, you don't Josh, trust your quarterback. Is yeah, what if you're Josh saying. McCown had to like fly in from Texas at the last minute, like this Look, is that's the game you would let's, call. Let, does- let's let's take them one by one because I, I think both have been horrible this season, as we've talked about. But I 100 percent agree with your initial basic statement that Carson Wentz has just been absolutely awful, and he is uh, in. Pure play on the field, the biggest reason that they lost today. There's no question. And it's been the worst player. Not, not you know, even close. Today, I agree. But but at the same, I, see, again, I do think Doug has been awful too. We'll get to Doug. And I think the roster is a, is a mess. I mean, the guys he's out there playing with, like it, it's not absolved. But Carson has been horrendous. Like there is no, he looks broken. He's not trusting any throw. I mean, he can't hit wide open throws. Like I know Doug got all mad at Jimmy Kensky about the layup thing, but these are layup type throws in the NFL and he is missing on all of them. Uh, look, I, I will not argue that Wentz has been horrendous, but I don't think that how bad Wentz has been takes away from how bad Doug has been or how bad a job Howie did. Like, I don't think you can absolve those two and just say that Wentz is so bad you can't even judge him. Doug has not changed, man. Like, he doesn't evolve with the NFL. This is something I talked about on Saturday, and we see it again and again and again and again. You see all these teams, these you know, offensive minds and these guys evolve their offenses, evolve their systems to change with the game. Andy Reid, the best example of that, who is constantly looking at the college game, looking at what's happening around him and saying, ooh, what can I do with that? Can I do something with that? Can I do? And yes, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes helps, but you need to be willing to evolve. And Doug is so stuck in his, this is my West Coast system. I want a Super Bowl with it offense that he needs to evolve too. And I agree, Carson is doing him no favors. And Carson is a bigger problem at this moment. I agree. But it does not absolve Doug. Doug has been horrendous. Like you said, the play calling was disastrous today. He made multiple decisions where you're scratching your head and wondering what the hell he's doing, including obviously punting at the end of the game. And I yeah. do agree that it does. It, 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 they are decisions of a man who does not trust his quarterback to execute. No question. But his offense is still part to blame. And, and the positions yeah, but- he's putting Carson in to be successful are, are almost nil. And then on top of that, Howie is not getting a pass either. This roster sucks. There's not enough depth here. Like, this is a bad roster. They're a bad team. Like, I just think that is – I I think Carson deserves a lot of blame, but so do those other guys. It goes all the way around. Okay, so two things. One, I think we agree on this a little more than maybe it seems like. I just just think that, like, you can't evolve your offense right now with Carson at quarterback. Like you can Carson cannot complete simple throws. And honestly, it's not even the layup throws. Like there are throws that are not even close. Like he cannot throw the ball to the sideline right now. There there have been like there was a, a throw to Miles Sanders and he was open. I, I guess it should be considered a layup throw, but my point is it wasn't like two yards. It, he was probably 20 yards. Oh no, yeah, the, the wheel route. It, he yeah, he should have hit that. Wide open. He cannot make that throw. He misses that throw, I would say, more than almost any other quarterback, for at least some of the games I've watched of other teams in the league this year. Like it's not even close. He consistently throws that ball five yards way too high and out of bounds. He just can't make that throw. So I agree that and I think part of the dynamic is you know, they brought in all these coaches to try to change the offense. And Doug's probably like, no, my offense is fine. And I agree that Doug is going to have to evolve. But I think you could have Kyle Shanahan there. I think you could have the most innovative head coach in the league. And it would not matter. Because right now, Carson is lost. Carson is the definition. Like, and we'll be doing this podcast, you know, 
for 40 years, hopefully, right? Me and you till the fuck to, to death, to death, right? Like, but <laughs> we will we will never see a clear definition of a quarterback in his own head and loss than we will of Carson right now. He looks confused out there. He looks hesitant. He looks like he, like he just looks completely lost. They have broken Carson. Carson is broken, and they need to figure out how to fix him. And that's why, like my Doug thing is, I he holds blame in that. But I just really think like drafting Jalen Hurts, if I see Jalen Hurts go on the field again for one of these plays, it is the most pointless thing on the face of the planet. Also, you put him out there right after Carson throws an interception. Like, are you trying to like make sure Carson can't sleep at night? Like, is this the intention of Jalen Hurts? Is Jalen Hurts drafted to just scare Carson into being a better better player? Like, they do nothing to help Carson with Jalen Hurts. He should not be out there anymore. So Let's talk about Doug's decision to punt, though, because I want to get to that before we get to Howie and that. But I'm just curious, where where are you at with the decision to punt at the end? Well, I'll get there. One sec. I, I just, to your okay, point there, 100% agree with you. The Hurts, and we've talked about that. And I look, Carson is broken right now. There is no better word for it. He's second-guessing everything he does out there on the field. Honestly, the only good thing, literally, he did today was running which is so funny because we've been talking about it and he finally ran a little bit. And- well, it's so funny because I wrote that article this week saying he's not a threat with his legs. And I know. But I will say this in my defense, like anybody watching Carson can see he is not a dangerous runner. He is slow. Like, I look, he, he got the game time touchdown. He did make plays with his legs today, but he does not look anything like that guy that was running the ball in 2017 when he takes no, off. I, look, he certainly doesn't have that. Same he looks burst. like Ben Roethlisberger, honestly. Look, like, he maybe might never, he might. Ne- I mean, it's possible that injury is, is a, uh, something where he's never the same. I mean, that's starting to feel like the, the direction we're headed. And obviously he's got all these kind of issues dealing with the first, the Foles thing, then the Hurts thing and all this stuff. And he is not proving to be able to push past all this stuff. And right now I totally agree that he is a, it is impossible to win with him playing quarterback right now. But I, again, I also think that, that you can't just say it's all Wentz. I think part of it has to fall on the coaching staff. Part of it has yes, to fall on I the players that. around him. That's All right, so Doug's decision to punt, like, man, like, this season's over, man. You know, like like I said, like, it feels like this team is done anyway. You're punting to tie. You're playing it. I, first of all, I had a major issue with the way they played it the last minute and a half of the half. Yes, it felt like yes. they were setting up for – they're like, all right, let's set up so Jake Elliott can kick a 60-yard field goal. It felt like they were playing for that. It was like, give a minute and a half, get 10 more yards, do something to make this a little more easy. Like like the announcers were talking about, like, oh, I wonder if they set it up at the hash mark value. And I'm like, get 10 <laughs> more yards. What the hell are you guys talking about? It was yeah. crazy. I thought, again, it does go back to if I had to put myself in Doug's head, it does feel like a coach who does not trust his quarterback to not make a big mistake in that spot. And obviously that's a major issue. But regardless, Doug's the one calling the plays. Doug Big balls, Doug, all that stuff, like, was was certainly not that in that spot. Really was playing for a 60-yard field goal. And then, I mean, obviously, Matt Pryor, like, at any level of football, you can't jump there. Like, in, in Pop yeah, Warner, a, a kid would yes. get benched. Pop Warner, a kid would get put on his ass on the bench for that. Like, that's outrageous. But regardless, the whole way he played it and then the decision to take a delay of game instead of going for it on fourth and seven and, and punt again or do whatever, like, just... 
Or trying to, I mean, I don't know if you kick a 64-yard field goal. That seems aggressive, but. I, I would have kicked it. I was thinking I might have too. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm not against it. Either way, like, they, they would have had like 19, 10, or 15 seconds to try and go like 20 yards with no timeouts to, to get into their own field goal range. I think it's a risk worth taking, especially because your season is like hanging on the line here, theoretically. Yes. Well, so, it's, look, as somebody that's won two media field goal competitions, I think I'm qualified. <laughs> you know, I think I'm qualified to talk about field goal kicking. And you just, I don't care what the numbers say. You cannot sit here and tell me that a 60-yard field goal is, like, considerably easier than 65 yards. It's five yards, right? Like, if Jake Elliott's going to make it from 60, he's going to make it from 65. Well, that's not necessarily opinion. true. We see guys come up short no, all the time. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Okay. Like, you right. can, look, so wait. You're telling me from 60 yards you were good, like, playing for that? But then from 65. I wasn't. I wasn't good no, for no, any no, of it. No, no, not you. Sorry. I'm talking oh, Doug. okay. So you're telling yes. so if you're Doug, you're like so confident that he can kick him 60 yards that you're essentially playing for that, right? But then from 65, you didn't even consider kicking it. Like, it's just, I think you show two things by doing that. One, you show a lack of faith in Jake Elliott. Now, it's a long field goal, but whatever. You show a lack of faith in him. And then you also show a, a pretty extreme lack of faith in your defense. Like, there's, what, 12 seconds left. Or, sorry, 19 seconds left when he punts the ball. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Like, and the defense wasn't great. I mean, they, they started out better. They obviously ended up, you know, I think 23 points isn't a ton to give up, uh, but the Bengals aren't great. Bengals uh, Joe stink. Burrow, yeah. I mean, they allowed well, too much. They had some big stops at the end. I mean, give them credit for the stops in overtime, the stop, you know, the Brandon Graham sack stop. Like, they had some nice stops in there, but let's be real. I mean, they didn't play great. Like, the defense no, they, certainly yeah. did not play great today. They did not play great. I agree. That's what I was saying. They started out good, and then they clearly. But at at the end of the day, twenty three points is not a lot of points to give up in the NFL, especially in a, a full overtime period as yeah, well. Well, no, they like, gave the they gave the offense many chances to win it. Again, yes, the fact they lost that the Eagles the got the, the ball offense. back three times. You didn't get the ball first. You got the ball three times in overtime. Like, how does that happen in a ten minute overtime yeah. period? Like, they did a great job there, and the offense shat the bed, Elliot, for lack of a better phrase. All right, I'm just letting it fly. They, I, well, look, this this loss is on the offense. I get the defense played a part. No question. No this question. This loss is on the offense. And again, why that really matters is because the Eagles are an offensive team. Offensive head coach, Carson Wentz. Like, man, they, they got to figure something out. And look, when you look ahead to the schedule, and we don't have to do it because it's probably not going to be fun for people to listen to, but like, they could get embarrassed by San Francisco next week on prime time. I mean, San Francisco is still good. What they went, I know the Giants are they bad. Went Thirty-six but they, they to good. nine, I think today. Yeah, they, I mean, the Eagles might not score thirty-six points like in the next oh, three yeah. games combined. It's yeah, great. so it's terrific, Elliot. But I guess the question is in the immediate future: like, would you would you consider benching Carson? So, <laughs> um. As I'm watching the game for the first time ever, I thought about it uh, legitimately. Not real, like, not like big time thoughts of it, but I was like, you know, this is just untenable. Like, even putting Hurts out there and just letting him run around like him and Sanders running yeah, some read option type stuff so or whatever. Like, it's so like, embarrassing. And then they like, that was Carson a better offense, it felt like, like. I know. Yeah. Like, I'm, but like, so, like, I thought about it for the first time. I don't think I would quite yet, but like, I'm not far from, from, considering it i mean at least at the moment just to get his head right i mean he's a disaster he's yeah. an absolute mess right now like again he, carson wentz is just lost he is lost out there he doesn't know what he's seeing he doesn't know what he's going to do with the ball he doesn't know how to make you know he's not executing on decisions and again to be fair like i do they he he does have some serious 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 deficiencies 
at wide receiver right now. I mean, let's be honest about it. They they and 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 how about trusting Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, seriously. And, I mean, what who could have seen this coming? And then you know you're relying on rookies, relying on guys who can't execute. And again, this is not to excuse Carson. Carson is missing open throws. He's been horrible, but. But it doesn't help to have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who is a definitive bust out there. It doesn't help to, to obviously not have Jalen Rager, which, again, that's an injury and stuff. But I certainly didn't feel much better about it today, Elliot, when I saw Justin freaking Jefferson go for 7-175 and a touchdown. No bigs there, huh? No yeah. bigs there. So, uh, you know, I just uh, – I, I think it's a really bad roster. I, I think they're a bad football team with no depth in a season where, as we've talked about coming in – and as is bearing out as we're seeing it, injuries are going to be one of the biggest stories, one of the biggest determining factors of this season. We are seeing teams get destroyed already, and the Eagles are one of them, not even to the point of a team like San Francisco, who lost Garoppolo and Bosa and Moser and all these guys and Kittle and all that. Uh, in a season with all these injuries and that being a defining factor of the season, they have no depth whatsoever on this team. I mean, there is zero depth outside of the starting lineup, and the starting lineup isn't good to begin with. And then, and then... If Carson is playing the way he is, that's how you end up looking at a team that right now, as you said, looks like and is playing like one of the worst in the league. Yeah. So Carson went through through three games so far. 59% completion percentage, 5.6 yards per pass attempt, three touchdowns, six interceptions, three fumbles, 11 sacks, a 63.9 passer rating. Like, And he's been so, way off on so – the accuracy of 59% like, feels generous. So he's always had accuracy issues, and I know people have disagreed with me on that. But he's his accuracy has taken another level of, of bad. Absolutely. It's the worst yeah. it's ever been without question. So here's why I don't think you can bench Carson. If you bench Carson and Jalen Hurts goes in there and plays well, it's over. Like, you yeah. just have to trade Carson at that point. Uh, and, and, and there'll be no value to that, that's for sure. It's a good point. You know, the only team I can think of that would trade for Carson is probably the Colts. I don't know Frank. if another team would really blow you away. Like, I mean, maybe if you want to just give away Carson, but like when you look around, like what, like if you pull Carson, you are ending the Carson time here. Now, the the tough part of that though is I do believe Carson deserves to be benched. Like he is playing poorly and it, it does suck that we can't be in the locker room, but like I am positive that other players are sitting here and saying Carson is hurting our chances of winning, right? Like, and keep in mind, like, this is a business for these players, too. Like, these receivers that, you know, and part of it is, obviously, the receivers are not great. But, like, the receivers not are not— Not great is an understatement, but yes, agree. Dude, I'm at, all right, so think about Zach Ertz. This is a better example. Zach Ertz has Ertz, a great— Ertz, by the way, one of few uh, players on the offensive side of things who showed the hell up today. He was awesome. Zach Ertz was awesome today. Yeah, well, Miles Sanders, I thought, was also very good. Yeah, no, I said one of the few. I yeah, didn't yeah, say yeah. the only. Yep. I said one I of the know. few. <laughs> uh, I, Sanders was great, too. And maybe, you know, if Doug hadn't you know, stopped going to him all the time, it seemed like when they – two straight drives, it's the only thing working, and then he doesn't hand him the ball for two drives. Yeah. And then we're seeing – like in Boston Scott and Corey Clement, oh, my – especially Corey Clement, like cooked with a capital C. My dude should never be handed the ball ever <laughs> again, ever, ever. Like they're brutal, so man. So I'm never in the camp of like run the ball more. I'm just not. But I will say today, I think 
is the like one of the first, like, legitimate examples where Doug should have ran the ball more. Today. It was a ma- it, it was, was the, it was their was biggest matchup advantage. We knew it coming in. The Bengals have been the worst defense in the league uh, against rushing this season and last season. Like they're a hor- or one of the worst. They're a horrendous run defense, and it was working immediately. Like it makes no sense, Elliot. Like what are you doing? Like why didn't you lean on the one thing that's working? Yeah. Well, so this is an interesting quote after the game. Uh, I can't remember his first name now. Is it Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals? Yes. Yeah. He said he said he thought uh, the Eagles were afraid to run the ball against him. (laughs) Why? It didn't seem that way early. Well, they acted. They acted like it. Yeah. I mean, look. Look. The other the other part of running the ball, outside of the fact that that's what's working, this is another example of not helping Carson. Like Carson is struggling out there. Carson looks lost. Like Miles Sanders on the flip side. Looked awesome early on. Like he, when he, I think his first run, I mean, he, he just looked really good out there today. I, I thought that he could have had a much bigger day than he did uh, with his touches. What did he end up with? I'm going to pull this up right here. Sanders? Yeah. How many? How many uh, he was close uh, to 100. I, I don't, I, I didn't uh, see a number flash on the screen here. I could pull it up too, but I think it was close to 100 yards rushing, if not quite a little bit over yeah. that threshold. He was right around there here. I've got it up now as it scrolls up as. So yeah, Miles Sanders, eighteen for ninety-five. <laughs> eighteen for ninety-five. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would have liked to see him get more than eighteen carries. And then how? That's many... the point. Eighteen for ninety-five. That's a really good yards per carry. I mean, you keep doing that. That's five point three yards per carry. Like, keep yeah. doing that. Keep doing 20, that. Twenty-two total touches. And so before the game, uh, I did the pregame show with uh, with Ike, uh, Ike Reese, and he was saying, and I agree with this assessment. Today should have been a big Miles Sanders day. Like yep. it should have been. And I started I, I, him in my DFS league. Then I'm in with all my like my high school buddies. We have a DSS F, uh, a DFS league that we do every week, and you know you each pick a team. And I picked Miles Sanders in my DFS league because I expected him to have a monster day yeah. today. But I I said Dyke like this is that's not who the Eagles are, and it goes to your point of Doug maybe needing to do a better job of adjusting. But like Carson threw the ball 47 times today and also that's had nine crazy. rushes. That's, I mean that's that's insane, dude. That's <laughs> insane. I mean that's in. It really is. I mean, that grinds my gears. And again, to your point, Carson stunk. You need to help him out, Doug. What are you doing? That's like bashing your head against the wall. Like, that's absolutely infuriating. You could see what's happening on that field, and you're going to drop him back like that that many times? Especially because, like, the best coaches in the league do whatever the matchup tells them to. The Belichicks, like, those. that's how he is successful for so long as he says, all right, who am I playing this week? I'm going to build my offense and build my defense around what they do. Like, that's what every coach should be doing. And Doug just seems like he's trying to ram his freaking square peg into a round hole. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean. <laughs> yes, and- that was a penis joke, Elliot. <laughs> so, so, let me say this, though. Like, and we're we're texting about this, but what what also is oh very just bringing our private text conversations to the air. I see. I yeah, know, I'm kidding. well, it's worth not. <laughs> we never lie concerned. to the Go Birds listeners. It's but only- so what was concerning to me on a larger scale is how they just started this game. Like, so you have all week to come up with a a creative game plan, but B, you just got smoked by the Rams. You're zero and two. It's a must win game, right? And you come out. And you're like tied three to three with midway through the second. Like that, how does a team come out like that in a situation like this? Like whatever Doug is doing during the week is not working. 
this team is coming out slow. He needs to, like, giving these guys veteran days off on Wednesday. Like, Deshaun didn't even practice on Wednesday, if I remember correctly. And, you know, he got hurt today and injuries happened. It is what it is. But, like, Deshaun has been a non-factor this season. Even when he's healthy, he's a non-factor. I thought that the first attempt to him deep was, like, so, it was so typical Eagles. It was overcorrection to what they like. So week one, they try eight deep attempts, right? They're like, oh, we're going to be this new fast offense. We're going to go deep all the time. Week two, the Rams, they only do it twice. So for them to come out and just basically chuck it down the field on the first throw, like that throw wasn't even close to being completed. Deshaun was in double coverage. I just thought that was so telling of like where they're at. Like they're, it's never, and you said this, Blake, it, you're never surprised by what the Eagles do. The offense looks exactly the same as it did last year. Exact. If if anything, less explosive than it was last year. Like they seem to be so happy just dinging and dunking these two or three yard gains. Like this whole. It's thing the only they, thing that's working. That's the only thing they can do. Like yeah. the only thing that's working are these quick little like you know uh, uh routes over the middle or whatever. Like it's the only thing that's working in these little like slant routes and stuff. Like they can't execute anything else. It's unbelievable. And also, like, let's be real. The Greg Ward touchdown was lucky. Like, the Bengals blew that. It was a that. broken coverage. Of course yeah, it was. I mean, credit those guys for recognizing it and taking advantage of it. But, like, I mean, come on. Absolutely it was. It was, again, they they couldn't get – I can't believe that. I hadn't looked at the numbers. The fact that he dropped Carson back 47 times, and then if you include those nine runs, that means he dropped back 56 times. Good 50 math. Six. To, uh, what could I say? I can, I, can, I, can, I can add with the best of them, Elliot. Um, I mean, that's that's like I'm okay. speechless, man. And it would be one thing if he was playing well. Like he's lost right now. You should be running the ball 56 times before you're you know, dropping back 56 yeah. times. Like it's crazy, man. It's just crazy to me. Well, all right. So let me ask you this: Where are you at on the scale of like completely? This this season's a disaster. Like, you don't even want them to make the playoffs, right? To a scale hold, of hold up, hold up. Okay, go ahead. Finish that. Finish it. Go well, ahead. to a scale of like, you know what? The Cowboys are probably going to lose to the Seahawks. I think they're tied right now. But let's say they're the Cowboys, down a point. They're down. A okay, point. they're down a point. Okay, so you know, then you, the Cowboys are one and two. You're o two and one. Like the division's really bad. You get in. You know, hopefully Carson improves. You get in playoff experience. Like. I mean, it again, they are not a good team right now, for sure. I don't think they're a good team overall. But is there any part of you, like, where are you at on the scale of, like, having belief and, like, wanting belief? Like, do you want it's this a, team? It's a, it's a great question. So I I am not ready to say goodbye to the season is, is the easiest way to say it. I don't think they're good. Like I said to you multiple times already, I, you know, I think that they feel like a team that's going to end up going – uh, you know, six nine and one, or five ten and one, or something like it's, that. If I, it's so annoying, we're gonna have to I say know. that tied. Trust me, I know. My buddy <laughs> texted me. Feels like six and ten might be generous, and I wrote back, also impossible. You know, yeah. <laughs> I actually think they should just make ties a loss for both teams. I'm so fine with that. I yeah. this 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 is nonsense. Yeah, having it is. a tie. All right, right, continue, continue. So anyway, the point is like that's what I feel like they're like, but I'm not ready to. I've seen. The NFL is so weird and it's so week to week and it really is the type of thing where and also with injuries and all that where like look if if magically things can turn around and Carson can look like the guy who you know and again this is he's so lost right now and it feels so hard to believe that he can turn that corner quickly but you know we've seen him have bad starts and then bounce back and and maybe it's 
you know, if they could do that, I would still want them to make the playoffs. I would still want to be able to root for that. I would want to have a season to root for, but like a couple more games and then, yeah, I'm like, get me the first pick tank for Lawrence or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's yes. I understand how it's heading in that direction. I'm not there yet, but I am only not there yet as a fan, as a, someone who follows and analyzes the team. Like, I believe they are bad. I don't believe in this team. I don't expect them to turn it around in any meaningful way. Like, I, I can't see it. So let's do the fun hypothetical first. Or I guess maybe it's is fun, fun the fun right word. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, maybe, maybe not fun. But just if they get the number one pick, would you take Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, absolutely, I would. Okay. I, 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 and again, this is a not an indictment of Carson Wentz. I think Trevor Lawrence is is all that. Like, I think he is a a can't miss home run type of NFL quarterback. Like I believe in that kid so much. So, so it's because it's Trevor Lawrence. If you know, if it were someone I didn't know, like if it were a couple years ago and, and it was like, would you, would you want to take Baker Mayfield with the first pick? I wouldn't have done that. Like I didn't believe in Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield that way. You know what I mean? Like, but like, I think Trevor Lawrence is awesome. Like last year with Burrow, I might've done the same thing. I love Burrow. I think he's going to be great. I thought he was going to be great. So like, so I think it's dependent upon the player at the top. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how you could pass up a guy like Trevor Lawrence. That's the kind of guy you just you, you readjust for. Now I don't think so, they're going to be bad enough to be the the worst team in the league, but you never know. Things can get weird. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're at that point, you're better off. Like I'm not taking. Well, Trevor I agree. Lawrence, I'm but... yeah, no, but 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 there there will very likely be a point in the 2020 season where we say, all right, it's time for them to start losing. Yes, you're correct. Yes. So. This is a, a loaded question for this deep. Another deep, one, deep huh? Into the great. Pod. But Loving like, these. Right, what, what do you think is wrong with Carson? It's a great question. And I don't know if any of us really truly know the exact answer. I, I do think that more and more part of me has started to say maybe he's just never going to be the same after that injury. I mean, that knee injury was like a real, Oh, he's definitely never. He's definitely never going to yeah, be the same. It's just a, a question of whether or not. serious, serious, like that was a bad knee injury. It was, you know, a real bad and, one. And and let's not forget the back for what it's and worth. And the like back, back too, coming pretty, back. Yeah, yeah, serious. So I think his body is just never going to be the same. He's not, as you talked about, like he doesn't have that same type of explosive athleticism that he did um, in 2017. So I think that's a big part of it, but I, I think more than anything right now, he's just lost out there. I, mm. I don't think, I don't think he knows what he's seeing. I don't think he trusts himself. I don't think he trusts his arm. I don't think he trusts his reads. And that's why we're seeing, you know, missed throws, no touch, you know, um, poor decisions throwing into situations where he shouldn't, you know, I just think that he doesn't trust anything he's doing. And I think that he's so, um, you know, from a confident, so shaken, from a confidence perspective, from a belief in his ability perspective that, you know, I, I, he's, I think he's just lost out there as a result. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I guess, you know, you could get into his mechanics, like which are poor and stuff, but like, I just think he, he just looks so like, uh, he looks disheveled out there. And I know this is going to be like, twisting a knife in the back of some people right now. And I oh, apologize God. for that. But like, oh, God. you look what Nick Foles did today, right? I and, was going to get there. So, yes. yeah. So 26 to of, 10 came in and, and yeah. took him to a win. I think just some quarterbacks are special and some aren't. And I don't know if Nick Foles is or not, but the Eagles had something special with Nick Foles here. And I think, the, like I was thinking about this this weekend, I think they're trying to force the Carson thing. The Carson thing is not there. I don't think him and Doug are compatible. 
I kind of feel like too much has happened in Philly for it. Like, I, I don't think it can be special anymore. And you have to have a special quarterback to be good. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the answer. I don't. But there is almost no evidence at this point that Carson's the answer. We like you can't we can't keep clinging to 2017 as like something that's in there. That was a small sample size of Carson's career. Like flat out. It just was. It was one out of four years, and it was or like one out of I guess a little over five years now, and really only a portion of one. Now it was eleven games or whatever, or thirteen maybe. So it was a large portion, but it was still only a portion. You can't keep But how do we reconcile last year too? I mean, he did look special at the end. I know they were playing bad teams, but he looked special with, with yeah. average to poor talent around him. Like I think that guy is still in there and, and I think that there's physically he has the ability to be that. Obviously I I think we both agree, like we said, uh sadly, I am I am at that point where I think the twenty seventeen is is the high point. He will never be that guy. Again, the injuries have just taken away that extra Bit that made him truly, truly, truly special and had the chance, I thought, at the time to be a all-time special type quarterback. But regardless, I mean, that that guy's gone. It really feels that way. But I still think that he has the the athletic ability, the talent and all that to, to be something. And we've seen enough quarterbacks change and make adjustments later in their careers at older ages. I mean, obviously Ryan Tannehill is like a perfect example now, but it's, it is true. Like that's a guy who is the number eight pick in the draft and, and his career was over for all intents and purposes. And then he got a second life in the right spot with the right guys in the yeah. right system. And it works. So like, I'm not ready to say Carson Wentz, his career is over or whatever, but like I, I understand what you're saying, and it's. I think he needs to. Oh, ch- he I, needs to. Yes, to maybe. Well, I don't know if he. I think he does. Or I, let's put it this way: I don't think him and Doug are succeeding together ever again. Like that's the way it feels. Agreed. It feels like maybe, maybe let's say they bring in who you know, like Lincoln Riley or some type of thing, where it's like that Laurie. I want an offensive genius. I'll pay him what it takes. Type of guy. It's a Laurie move. Maybe, maybe you know, like you could have someone come in and who could say, "All right, Carson, you do all this really well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna." turn you into something and, and you get a few years out of it and then the injuries or whatever happens. Like, I think there is a chance for some, something special still there, not 2017, but something there. But again, I like it's look, every game he plays like this, every time you see him like this, it's harder and harder to, to defend him. It's harder and harder to say he's definitely the guy. I don't think Hertz is the guy, but who knows? You know, well, the I, interesting I, thing about the Lincoln Riley name that you mentioned and you know, it's crazy we're talking about this after week uh, week three. But as you said, you know, bring someone that can, you know, kind of help Carson do what he does well. Like, he doesn't do anything well right now. And Well, right now, the, look, the, again, he's so lost. I think it's impossible to, to, again, look, he has proven at the NFL level that there is something there. Even last year, so you could say post-ACL injuries, that there is something there that can be pulled out of him. I just think that... You know, right who, who now would, it's it's so far away, and I don't know if anyone could. Again, this is a, a hypothetical where maybe Lincoln Riley comes here, works with Carson, is like, yeah, you, the, you know, this isn't going to work. He's not smart enough, or he's not this, or he's not that, or whatever. Who knows? Um, but I'm not ready to say it's over for him. Is my point? But I look, I I can acknowledge that it's not looking awesome. Like it's not like you could <laughs> say like I totally believe in this guy. He's going to be great. He's been horrendous, horrendous. So, look, all right, last question. Who would you commit yes, to? Yes, because I, I I'm pretty tired of of. 
talking about how sad I am about Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> well, I maybe I have also maybe like the worst news at the end of the pot to tell oh, you. But, terrific. Yeah. Great. So, I'm really excited for that. Let's let's get to that and get the hell out of here at this rate. The Eagles have to decide if they're going to commit to Doug or Carson. Now maybe Obviously. that's not going to be a discussion. But here's it's what not going to be Doug. It's not going to be Doug. As well, much as I look, I would argue of the three still, I would say that I think Doug is probably the best bet. I think how he. And, and Howie will outlast them all probably, but I think Howie should be gone before anyone. I think he's the number one person needs to be gone. But, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that that, that organization does not have the same faith in Doug that, that others do. Again, they freaking fired his coaches without telling him and then hired guys to come in and work with him. Like, they, there was an article before the season that sets Doug up as the scapegoat if exactly what's happening now happened, which I obviously people saw coming. I don't know. It just feels like, again, I'm not saying should. I'm saying if you ask me what I think will happen, I think Doug will be the first to go. That's what I so, think. I agree. Here's what I would caution the Eagles, though. I think doubling down on Carson and hiring a new head coach for Carson is just adding bad money on bad money. Clearly, it, it might con- be. It might car- be. Wait, hold on. Wait, we don't know. Wait, I, let me finish. Uh, the Carson contract was a mistake. It was a bad decision by Howie to sign Carson to a major extension coming off of a back injury. It just flat out was. I get that he's a bargain, quote unquote, but right now he's the worst quarterback in the league and we think he might be physically never the same guy. So that contract was a mistake. If you hire another head coach for Carson, that is a mistake too. When you look around the league, you I just think the and you know you mentioned innovative new offenses of Lincoln Riley. Carson's not that guy. Carson can't run those offenses. Carson can only I don't know what offense Carson can run right now, but he's not athletic enough. If I'm the Eagles and I'm looking at what's happening here, I think there's a better chance of Doug getting a young quarterback and like building around him and like doing that than there is of another head coach coming in here and fixing Carson. Well, let me push back. Let me push back on that though, because like what has Doug shown us in the last couple years from an offensive scheme? play calling perspective to make us believe that he could take a young quarterback and do something innovative and new. I think that I think Doug's a great leader of men, a rallier, a, you know, getting guys to believe in him, but I've lost a lot of faith in his ability as an offensive quote unquote mastermind. Like I think he's stubborn. I I don't think he's evolving. So I'm, that would concern me too. I think that's a a fair critique. You know, I I could be wrong. The last thing I'll say is it just, I just don't think you can even – I just think Carson's so bad right now. But, it, you know, I guess we'll see. It, it's a shame that we're talking about this after uh, after only three games. But let me tell you what happened to me this weekend, James, and then, oh, and then we can uh, – Yes, we can get and then we'll get out of here. Then we'll get out of here. I, I dropped my phone and cracked my screen. Oh, Elliot. I know. Oh, I'm it's so sorry, tr- buddy. So if, I, I've done this, and it sucks. It is a horrible, truly horrible the worst. And I, I did it to the point where – uh, the one night I cracked it and I didn't realize how bad I cracked it. And I was, you know, a little imbibed that evening. You might say, you know, I Let's had just say it was a similar situation. Yes. Too. And it was cracked so bad, Elliot, that I woke up in the morning with my thumb like raw and like cut up because <laughs> I was using it the night before after cracking and it was cracked so bad that it cut my thumb up. So that was awesome. Well, I appreciate the commitment to continuing to test <laughs> <laughs> through the blood, but, uh, yeah, it's just truly the worst feeling when you when it drops and you look and you're like, oh, oh yeah, because there's no- so many drops that that don't end up that way. And like, 
And then when it does, it's like, and sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. Was it one where you knew? Because I knew the last time I no, cracked I my screen. Oh, the last time I cracked my screen, I dropped my phone and I just, it was on the sidewalk and it fell, you know, sometimes it, it'll fall like straight flat down, you know, you're in trouble. I dropped it and it landed flat down and I just looked at the back of it and I like, I'm like, this fucking screen's gonna be cracked. It's gonna be cracked. And I flipped it over, it was cracked, and it sucked. Well, the, so. the worst part is I dropped it straight down and it landed on the back. Like, the, didn't really? And it cracked that way. Oh, that's, it's a, that's a, it's a tough well, break, Elliot. Let's end it on a positive note. And that is, I've been paying $15 a month to Apple for the last year and a half for insurance, and I've never had to use it. And now I can finally somehow justify oh, saying, Oh, look I, at you. So they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna replace the, uh, they're gonna fix the screen next week. So this so, is actually a happy story, not a sad story. What are yeah, you talking about? Well, it was still sad when I cracked. What it. a joyous story this is. Yeah, it's a positive note. So, well, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, it's been a lovely evening. Um, all right, we'll be back. Anything of anybody? Don't yes. take it out on us in the reviews. I know you're upset. Oh, please Leave don't. a review. Please, please vent Plus, on us, but yeah. just still give us the five stars. That's what I yes. like. Again, we're not taking the SATs unless we get two thousand five star reviews. Exactly so, right. I mean, we're gonna tell you our score. You can make fun of us for that. That is way more worthwhile yeah. than ripping us in the reviews. You can make fun of us for multiple things. Make fun of us in the review. Just give us five stars, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's literally all we want. So right. five stars. So please. on that note, rate and review the podcast. Five stars only. Please, it means a lot. All right, uh, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, um, who, you know, <laughs> Elliot, is there a chance that by the end of the season, the thing that people are most excited with with Go Birds Pods is our picks each week? Because we're heading in that direction. Yeah, I will. Yeah, brutal, a brutal but, Bills cover at the end there. Just crushed my look, hopes and dreams. I, the, this is actually the last thing I'll say. I think we all know it's very Eagles of them to win next week. So, you oh know, yeah, it would be. You're right. You're right. Mind. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Watch them get in the playoffs at six, uh, six, nine, and one. It'll be a delight. Oh God! Uh, All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, rate and review the pod. We really appreciate. It. He's Elliot. I'm James. We'll talk to you guys later.